Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Llama Show podcast. You're listening to a replay of our Sunday night live stream. Live streams are hosted every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Want to support the show? Go to YouTube, look up the Big Llama Show, hit like and subscribe, hit the bell notification so you know when we post content. And now, our host, the Big Llama and AD. Enjoy the show. and opinions expressed on the Big Llama Show are those of the host and guest. They do not reflect that of our sponsors, advertisers, or employers. Enjoy the show. Yeah, it's in the, uh, she ruckus. everybody welcome to the big llama show i'm the big llama welcome to another live sunday night and the big llama show as you saw from the intro is not done by me but by also blackout ad blackout welcome to the show what's up brother man the production value went up on the show or what i told you week (laughs) to week week to week we go up and we get better and yeah, man. I not. I mean, it, like it wasn't official, but like now you are part of the intro. <laughs> you know, that was amazing, man. That was dope. I was like, oh snap! The countdown threw me off. I was like, man, this guy because he told me he was like, I got a new intro. You're you're gonna get your mind blown. Consider it blown, man. Dope, dope intro. No, no. Listen, like I said, it's it's a it's the official official like that's the intro. So I can't do this show solo. So if ever I I put this intro up. And you're not sitting there on the screen next to me. People are going to wonder. They're going to say, what the hell's going on? Hell yeah, bro. How you doing right. this week? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Let's let's do this. Let's let's get to the chats because the yeah, chats chat are live. Chat is popping right now, bro. Let's see. We got uh, Greg Olivo. Let's go, Big Llama Show. You good? Hashtag blackout. Yes. Yeah. And we got uh, Jay Soto. Hashtag blackout. <laughs> let's, let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. Let's have and get it. All right, I love it. Got Gabe hashtag blackout. All right, and we got uh, Jay Soto hashtag blackout. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> that's that next. That's that next reference. Oh my! Oh, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> Gabe's on here talking about AD the goat. All right, all right. Look, this is. I love this man. Got the big homie, hashtag Lamination, hashtag Blackout. All right. We got uh, Baldemar Garcia. Let's get it. Let's go. I'm loving this. Gabe's here. Uh, that boy going to learn today. <laughs> <laughs> going to learn today. 
<laughs> you got Miss Dysfunction. Welcome. Hashtag blackout. Hashtag blackout. Hashtag lamination. Let's go. I love this. I love this. Let's see. Uh, big homie. Fire new intro. I see you. All yeah. right. All right. Got to give love to that. Got to give love to that. Let's see. Uh, Valdemar Garcia. Uh, you already know catching it live. All right. Oh, appreciate Let's you. Appreciate you. For sure. And we got Gabe talking about the new intro. The new intro, though, fire. Yep. I'm loving that, guys. And Baltimore Garcia, yes, sir. Or yes, sir, right? Yeah. <laughs> Had to put the slang in there, man. Had to put it in there. Oh, so AD, man, what's your week been like, man? What you been up to this week, man? A lot of, a lot of work, a lot of streaming, but... um. I had, I think, I feel like every time I come on every week, I'm like, man, I had the best stream. But legitimately, this week, I had one of the best streams so far where I had like 148 views just playing Warzone. It was like a five-hour stream. It was like consistent viewership of like three to four viewers at a time. So we're growing on Twitch, man. Just another another week. We got a, we got a game called Back for Blood that we're going to probably start streaming here probably tonight when uh, some of the homies get off of work. And throughout the the rest of the Halloween, Lamaween, excuse me, I forgot where That's where right. I'm at. I forgot the platform I'm on. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're growing on Twitch. It seems like seems like the hard work's uh, it's coming up. I, I think last week I was kind of on a down week. I, I didn't feel like I had a good pod last week here, and then like throughout the content wasn't that good. But then this week it felt like it was picking up. So we're just growing, man. Well, listen, ep- episode twenty was last week, right? Yep. Yep. And I did, I did, I did the numbers. I did some crunching, and I, I looked at everything. And yeah, that was one of our most listened to podcasts on on our podcasts uh, through Apple Music. Oh, word. so I think it had eighteen to twenty views or twenty listens. Um, which again, it seems like small numbers, but you have to understand, um, you know, we're growing, and so every week the 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 chart keeps going up and up, which is great. But yeah, t- episode twenty, which we didn't promo a lot to people on part. I mean, other than our normal social media stuff, yeah. um, happened to be a pretty good one. And the way I know it's working is I caught my I caught Little Llama while he was playing games, had it in the background, listening to yeah. He he he's like he's like yo check out the podcast I'm listening to, and sure, and he was sitting there listening to it and laughing and playing, and I'm like, okay, okay, we might be onto something. Hey, shout out Lil Llama. That's dope. Oh, yeah, Splitgate. Yeah, Splitgate's another game where we're playing. I mean, we're like I said before, we're just trying to, like, we're doing the same thing you're doing. We're filling out our content, seeing what works for us. I mean, we obviously, we're all super into COD, but you could tell, like, some of us want to play different games. So we're everybody in the group, like, has a suggestion for a game. We kind of just go with it. And, like, if we can all play, we can all play. And it helps that now games are cross-play and they're free so it's like we can all just get it we don't have to worry about money we could just all hop in with the boys and uh continue growing on twitch i was telling uh i don't think i was really telling him but i was like joking around like telling like gabe because he's been playing a lot with us on stream and i'm like man you're you're one of the chat's favorite man you're, you're one of the chat's favorite because like his he got some friends that come into the chat and just talk about him and i'm like man like we're even though i'm the only one streaming i'm the only one like that's the faces on the camera it seems like Everybody who's coming through my chat notices who I'm playing with, and like they're it's starting to you're starting to see the little characters build through with my friends. So it's dope, man. No, no, I, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's a growth thing, and and it's great that you're getting other people starting to notice. You got uh, uh, Baltimore Garcia here. Back for blood looks fresh, and I want it bad. 
Yeah, that All game right. does look dope, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, Miss Dysfunction was playing it, right? The, yes, the other day when I was checking it out. It looked great. It looked looked clean. It looked nice. I, I just, like I said, I really can't play those types of games, but I, I just thought it was fun. It looked like a lot of fun. So, yeah. no, that that's awesome. Um, so, no, so, yeah, the numbers are going to keep growing. Um, one thing I, I have to say is, I mean, I just can't believe the growth since we changed the format, right, yeah. to – we're at 222 subscribers. I mean, the fact we've gotten to this, we, I mean, this number is, we got here fast yeah. you know, com compared to the first, <laughs> the first, uh, you know, 15 weeks or so. I mean, it, it's grown a lot. I mean, this is 20 something subscribers from last week yeah. and, and the week before it was uh, 15 to 20, you know, so I like this steady growth. I mean, it, it means we're doing something right. So uh, thank you to everybody who's subscribing. If you're listening or watching, I'm trying to get more information, uh, about the Big Llama Show, you've come to the right place. But this is a fun time it's for us to break down some of the stuff we've done this week yeah. and talk about the channel, talk about the content, so on and so forth. So uh, just awesome, awesome stuff. Um, I will say this. you know, and We talked about this last week. I, actually, actually, it's before we get to anything else. I happen to, um, and I hate to say this, but I keep I keep trying to listen in to our, our podcast. Yeah. And I just happened to turn it on, and um, I was I was shocked at how how good it's sounding in terms of us voice clarity, um, production value, the whole yeah. nine. Because I keep comparing it to other podcasts, and I keep saying, okay, I keep listening for okay, there's a clean sound, or they they emphasize this, or they do that. And even though it's a live show and a lot of it is, is interaction with, with the, it, it, you really don't miss anything uh, yeah. if, you're, if you catch it on the, um, if you catch it on the podcast. I mean, it's just been a lot of fun, um, but I was just shocked at how clean it sounds given the, the way that we record it. So, I don't know. Just wanted to sort of shout that out because I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, I, and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, this sounds like some good production. And then when we get to our commercial breaks, which we've been doing pretty regularly, yeah. uh, sounds pretty legit, you know? And I'm like, oh, man, that, we're doing something right. I mean, we're just taking the format that we know works and um, just making it our own, really. Yeah. And like, and like you said, we, every week, every week the show just feels like it's getting more solidified as a podcast and as a live show. And right. like you said last week, the numbers are going up on listening. And then I think I, f I feel like our numbers live – and on your channels have been very consistent. Like Facebook's been very consistent. YouTube has been very consistent. I don't know about Twitch too much. Twitch is kind of volatile. You got, you kind of, I feel like, and now I'm learning this a little bit more as well, the more I stream and the longer I stream, I'm getting more interactions because I'm on a lot more throughout right. the week. You know what I mean? So Twitch is going to take a little time, but the fact that our audio is going up in numbers and our videos are staying consistent, we're growing at a, a pretty good rate. No, no, for sure, for sure. Now we got some chat, uh, some chat uh, discussion here. John Gillen is back. Hey, John. Yo, yo, what's up? Hashtag Road to a thousand. So yeah, John's John's been our our, our like you know he's setting the bar. He he, he was the first one Road to a hundred, and we got there, and we hit two hundred pretty quick. And now he's he's telling us Road to a thousand. So yeah, we're hoping to, to smash that for sure. Uh, Gabe Roman is chiming in. Quality content for sure. Um. I mean, listen, the topics are, all, I mean, are whatever we, we think of, you know, and what the chat's sort of bringing up, but I, I, I think we're having good conversations. I think, um, 
legit stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. I think we talked about the fights, and I mean, t- today's topics are going to be a little controversial, but uh, you know, it's what's happening this week, and that's that's what we're going to cover. So, um, a lot, a lot of good stuff for sure. One thing I will say, and I, I think we talked about this last week, uh, sort of the hatred, right? The hatred that comes with popularity. Now, the Exorcist video is still chugging along. Yep. Uh, amazingly, it's it's up to two thousand views, and they just keep commenting. Like there's not there's the nonstop comments that are coming, to, and I'm I'm constantly trying to interact and say thank you and uh, reply, and it's been it's it's been a lot of work. But somebody somebody accused me of something, which I I want to address on the channel, and it's not a llama rant necessarily. Okay. Um, somebody, we love Lama Ranch, but we love Lama Ranch. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I, I don't want to come out here angry all the time, but, um, but somebody, somebody had said, "How come?" And this, I mean, I think they weren't trying to accuse me, but I, I took it as, as you, you know, you're attacking me a little bit. Um, how come reviewers or reactions like your channel all say the same things? Do you guys watch other reactions and then do your reactions? And so, to me, I was kind of like. Like, come on, man. Like, like I, I get what he was saying. Like, we do say some of the same things. Um, or we cut some of the same uh, cuts. And the reason we do that, and I, I explained it on my post to the guy. Yeah. Is that after I do the review, after I watch the movie and I've got all this content for whatever two hours that I'm talking, I'll, I'll look to the couple of other ones and see, okay, what what splices or what um, scenes are they putting on that, that clearly they didn't get a copyright strike? And so there's some similarity there, and and yeah, for time to time you will say something that somebody else says. Like like for example, there was a, in the Exorcist video, there's a a hole or something that someone puts their hand in. I'm like, that's stupid. Why would you put your hand in a hole? I think ten out of ten reactors said the same exact thing. Yeah. And and so no, I just you know, not not to not to say that I have you know I take that stuff personal. I just like it's sort of like I I try my best to to be as as original as possible. Um, one of the things I'm doing in, unfortunately in there is dancing in my stupid videos. Um, but it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. And it, it's, it's when the moment strikes, um, and it's just become a fun thing to do. I was going to make fun of you because I was like, you had the first dancing, the the saxophone bit. And then the next <laughs> video you're dancing. I'm like, oh, he's going to, he's going to roll with this now. He's going to roll with this dance. It's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I mean, it was a, I mean, uh, we'll talk about the video in a second, but no, it's just, you know what it is. It's honestly, it's two hours of me sitting there staring at a screen yeah. and you go a little nutty sometimes. And oh, you just sure. like, you're like. Let me, I need to entertain myself. I'm sitting here staring at this screen, trying to think of some things to say, and I'm watching the movie, and you know I'm interacting. But it's like, I, I, I you know, you lose yourself a little bit. You're like, eh, let me do a little dance Man, or something. Let me tell you, streaming is the same way. And when I'm just playing, obviously with my friends, it's cool because we we can like bounce off conversations with each other. But when I'm by myself, I say the most random even with my friends i say some dumb stuff today i had to erase one of my videos because i i don't know why i just blurted something out and i was like wait that no i I gotta erase that that can't be here for when i get when i get famous because they're gonna they're gonna pull that (laughs) clip for sure that's your clip right there that's that's your (laughs) that's your that's your twitter cancellation right there that's what you're gonna get remember when blackout ad said this (laughs) you know some outlander stuff out of context the once prominent 10 million subscriber Twitch streamer is in hot water today. 
No, but I do got to say with um, when you're reviewing video, I mean, like movies specifically, you got to think like there's not much, especially a movie that old. And with your comments, I think you hit like a cult following, like a cult movie. So like you're going to get comments regardless because people love that movie. But as far as your takes, it's kind of hard to come up with new takes for a movie that's been out 30 plus years. You know what I mean? Or, or however long it's been out. Right. The good thing is I haven't run into a movie so far that I haven't liked. Yeah. I'm afraid when that happens because I'm going to be honest about it. I'm going to Yeah, but that could be that could be good content just in general. Like, you know what I mean? You have to sit through a movie you don't like. You're going to give probably that's probably when you're going to have fresher takes because most people that review are either going to like it and say certain things or if they don't like it then that's when they kind of go off the rail with whatever. So that could give you good content when you do find a movie that you don't like. Yeah, I, I have, and so my next two, um, I have Evil Dead up coming up and um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and so I haven't watched them yet. I'm going to watch them both, I think, tomorrow if I have time. Um, I'm afraid Evil Dead's going to be the one that I don't like, and, and that one has a huge cult following, but again, I, I don't know anything about it other than people talk about it all the time, and they some people say it's slapsticky, and some people say it's a cult, you know, classic I don't know anything about it, so I'm hoping I like it, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not for me, but I'm hoping that's not the case, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, if you get a scared, like a scared, big llama scare, then that's all you need out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get a big llama scare because, it's, I mean, there, there's scares everywhere. Um, and I'm a big Freddy cat, so that, that's all there is to it. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this week. So this week, yeah. um, this week I put out the... The Carrie, the first time watching a movie reaction, and that one was an interesting one because I was expecting to be scared, and yeah. I wasn't scared, which was good, which was good, um, but man, that was my first, okay, so so uh, like we said, the production values go up, first green screen reaction that I've done on the channel, yeah. um, I legit bought a green screen, hold on, let me, let me bring it. Oh, man. So, you know, got, we, are got watching, green. we are watching Llama become a YouTuber in front of our eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what? why you need a green screen? I'm like, I, I, you know, I want to try the, the green screen. <laughs> so, and you know, you no, know, honestly, so, the, so first of all, the, 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 the carry reaction to edit was damn near impossible because the first 10 minutes of the movie is all nudity. Yeah. Like, you, like it's a slow moving scene in the, in the women's locker room. And the, it all plays out there for the for ten minutes. So, it, when you watch the reaction, I'm like zoomed into my face. I'm hoping nothing's to the side of me, <laughs> because I'm just like, guys, uh, I can't. I don't know. And that's I even talked to myself in the edit, and I left it in there. I was just like, uh, I think I'm gonna cut it here, <laughs> just talk. <laughs> I think I said that because I I it's it was so hard to um you know, to, to splice that stuff up. Yeah. But what was, what the funniest part is me trying to be funny, right? I, I, I did recognize one character as the greatest American hero. And I, I love that show. And I know the theme song and I spliced in his, that little, that little bit. And I got a copyright strike on the little bit that I sliced <laughs> in. Uh, I was like, damn it. And, but it was so good. It was so good. The, the bit that I was like, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to edit that out. I'll just leave. I mean, I'm not monetized now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was like, man, let me just leave this in here. 
Uh, Miss Dysfunction has a comment here. She says that that was a great video. Yes, so thank you, thank you so much. It's doing so yeah, well number wise, I mean, these reactions are doing good for you, man. Oh no, no, I think I mean they're great. They're great, and the, like I said, the people. Um, I think one guy said, I, "I see you don't have a lot of subs, but I'm gonna watch everything you got." And I was like, "Hey, man, I appreciate that." <laughs> yeah. You know, I think people people recognize that kind of stuff and um, can see. You know, somebody's working hard at it, you know. Um, one of the breakthroughs of the green screen, which I didn't mention, is my editing time, right? Yeah. So I have the ability to download these movies and to, you know, sort of have a separate track. But what I did was I said, you know what? I, I'm going to just do one take, one screen, one image, and just go with it. So the splices you see are from one take. Yeah. And it's better than splicing the the movie and then my take and then the audio. Like there's three different cuts I got to do. It's it's a whole production. So I've cut my time down tremendously. Um, the green screen I liked it. I liked the effect. Um, we'll see what happens when I get a really tough copyright one. I may not be able to do it that way, but yeah, it yeah. is what it is. So how do you like Carrie though? Carrie was good, man. Carrie was. It, it like I said, I wasn't scared um, because you kind of figured out who Carrie was early on and that she was the main uh, thing. And it was just like a mean girl story. Um, but it was great. The first, I had said it in the review, the first half of the movie seemed like a made-for-TV movie, like on Lifetime. Like it oh, was, well. the music was cheesy, the acting was cheesy. Um, but the second half, like as she's, you know, getting duped into, you know, going to prom or whatever, and she blows up, that stuff to me was like that's amazing. Like that, the, the camera work, everything was great. So, um, let's see. Garcia's got a comment here. Uh, Baltimore has a comment. That's honestly my favorite thing about finding someone to watch, regardless where, uh, is someone who is growing a following. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So no, I mean that's the thing is is now I've 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 gone to look at other people who are making these types of videos and um, you know it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's um, I watch a bunch of them and that's. That's my like my guilty pleasure. I will watch. There's about four reviewers or four reactors that I watch consistently, um, but I don't. I can't copy them because they're all female. So they, they they all have their quirks and the way they do things. Although I did by mistake sort of take a catchphrase from one of them, which the one girl when she starts she says, "Grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's watch the movie." And I was like, with the minute I said. I like to grab a drink. I go, oh man, I just took her line. I just took her line. And I was like, I like to grab a drink. And I went just like this. And then I, I stopped for like a hot second. I go, and if you want to eat something, you can eat something. <laughs> I won't eat because I'm trying to like fumble my way through it. But it's good, honest, that you, it's good that you're finding like other people to watch because when you think about it, especially like YouTube, it gives you the access, YouTube and Twitch, right? We may be on the smaller side. We're on the literal bottom level but we're in the league now you know we're, we're in the game and we have to see what these people are doing how they're growing because we could take bits and pieces from different creators and, and i mean utilize it in our own ways to make us grow as well but like some I, I heard it this week but somebody was like the keys to success are always around you you know what i mean like there's mm -hmm. always hint to success it's whether you pay attention to it and take the knowledge or you just let it go but i i feel like Watching you grow, and I tell you this every week, but watching you grow is just motivating to me because I see you're, you're learning. You're becoming a student of this game, and you're becoming better every week. So that's good, man. No, thank you, man. Thank you. And it's it's all part of our, our celebration 
of Lamaween. And so if any of you guys don't know, that's why I'm doing scary movies. I typically don't like scary movies. But for all of you guys who celebrate, here's a little video for you. Happy Lamaween, guys. All right, which brings us to commercial time. So it's time for an ad. <laughs> We're practicing for the real ads, guys. <laughs> All right, so the show is obviously brought to you in part by the Big Llama Show podcast. Uh, we have podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, the Big Llama Show podcast is available. It is free. It's a replay of our Sunday Night Live. If you're watching us live or if you missed anything, you can go and watch the, uh, you can always watch the replay on YouTube or if you're on the go, hit us up on the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that. And if you'd like to support, there's a way to support. But again, that's not what we're trying to do. We want to grow the channel. And what I have found is that the podcasts are very entertaining, very fun, high quality, and um, always a fun time. So make sure you check those out. Let your friends know about the Big Llama Show podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts. And if you missed the live show, definitely hit the the next day because he puts the podcast literally right after the show ends. So that's right. We're in your ears at all times. That's right. It's it's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week of Laman AD. That's what it is. <laughs> all right, man. So um, so again, the the chat the chat was bumping, man. Everything was great. Um, there's some topics this week. We've got some things yeah. to talk about. Uh, let's see. What do you want to talk? What do you want to start with? Do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about the Eternals because yeah, we talked about them. Because we talked about them, and I tweeted <sighs> gloriously. I tweeted that I was right. <laughs> we kind of we kind of pooped over this this movie for a little bit, and the reviews are coming out. Um, they're coming out good for the movie, but I'm getting a lot of this is not a typical Marvel movie. A lot of reviewers are saying they're leaving because it's not out yet. It comes out November 5th. So yes. we haven't seen it yet, but they got a lot of, uh, what do you call them? Like pre-screenings and stuff. And a lot of these reviewers are seeing them. And it seems like it's coming out like somewhat positive, but there's a lot. You could tell like people don't want to say what's wrong because I think they have an embargo, so they can't say what's wrong. But you could tell a lot of these guys have something to say about this movie. So I'm kind of excited to, to watch it and see what we can get out of it because... It sounds like a good movie, but it sounds like it's not a Marvel fit, if that makes sense. Well, no, no it, you're right. And so it's it's what we feared, in at least what I feared, okay. is that it's this long, beautiful, uh, cinematic quality, you know, great character study with some Marvel elements. But the, the over... So one of the reviewers that I watch, or one of the channels I watch, is The Real Rejects. And so... Yeah. I was shocked, shocked that the main guy, Greg Alba, came out and said, I felt nothing. And that's what he said. He's like, I, I, I don't feel anything. And he, he said, I bet you're going to talk about the post-credit scene more than you're going to talk about the movie. And when he said that, I said, oh, man, that's because he's usually a pretty much a homer for the Marvel stuff. Um, both those guys are. And, and, and they've got their own opinions. And obviously, um, they're a pretty good show. Um but when he said that, I said, oh, man. And then I read a couple other reviews that came out and much of the same. It's either 
you really like the cinematic quality and you like these things happening, or you you say like you had said, it's not your typical Marvel movie. Yeah, and that's one that's one thing that everybody across the board is saying that it's a beautiful looking movie. The director did a really great job. She did it in her own. I, I don't know her name off the top of the head, but they're saying like she incorporated her style. Um, and I, I'm hearing also a lot that it's like, like I said before, it's not a Marvel movie, but a lot of people are saying it's a good sci-fi movie. So right. that's good. That's good to that's good to know. At least at least we're not getting a uh, a crap movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least we're not getting a crap movie. At least we know we can go into it like we're gonna be entertained. We're just not gonna get and. Another thing, I have not heard anything about the post credit scene, so I'm kind of interested in that. You know me, I'm the spoiler guy. I haven't heard anything about it, so... I'm, yeah, they're, that embargo... They're keeping it tight. <laughs> that embargo was pretty tight. I heard one of the guys say it's like a, a million-dollar fine and, like, <laughs> removal of removal of all your, your credentials and, you know, if you if you dare spoil this uh, this movie. So, yeah, this guy's going to get tight-lipped because they don't want their money in their channel to suffer for sure. Um, uh, Baltimore has a comment here. He says, I'll, I'll definitely be, uh, it'll def- definitely be interesting. So yeah, no, I, I listen, I bought my tickets, so I, I've got my seats. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going to see an IMAX. Yeah. I'm going to go to IMAX, uh, Friday night. I'm going to go see it. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want anyone to spoil anything for me. So Friday night, I'm going to go, uh, jump off a, like race home from work, pick up the kids and then head, head North as I usually do for 45 minutes. Yeah. To the Cymex Theater, but I mean they're gonna see it Friday now or maybe Saturday, depending on what time I get out of work. But that's definitely a movie I have to go to the theaters to see because I don't want to come in next week and not have. I'm usually the one that comes in like, oh, I don't, I didn't see it, but I know what happens. I want to know, I want to watch it and like actually give a good opinion on it because I, I do think it has implications for the Avengers coming up. So we'll see. I mean, especially oh. with that end credit scene. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm, that's what I, all I'm hearing is that the end credit scene is pretty memorable, and so I'm excited for that. But you know, I want to be excited for the movie. That's the thing. How, how do you feel about the box office? Oh, we'll get to that after the. Oh yeah, yeah, no, we, we'll just talk about it in a second. Um, Baltimore writes in here, like I've been trying to learn as much as possible about them. I'm not sure how to understand the content from the trailer. See, it, that's it's, exactly he's, what we're talking about. Right, right. Definitely going to watch it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem that I was having, and that's the reason I'm I'm skeptical about this. Is I don't know what this is. I mean, I know what it's about. I just don't yeah. f- get a feeling that I need to see this movie and I need to be out there. But it's Marvel, and there's a cool post credit part of the show is that we you know keep up on some pop culture, and so. I got to do it. I got to watch it. But like I said, I'm not that eager to, you know, again, it, it's a lot for me to go to the movies and take the kids and everything. And I love going, but like, I want to be excited about going like, like, like Spider-Man three, the, the, the the no way home. I, I, we've already got a plan. We've, we're looking at uh, ticket sale dates like that. I'm excited to go see We're rewatching this, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. Like we're, we're getting ready for that that last one, but, um, but yeah, this one I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm going, but I don't know if I should be excited. I, I hope I leave that theater like gushing. Oh my god, it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll come, I'll come in here on Sunday and I'll just eat crow. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely. Uh, that's gonna be an interesting talk when we see it. But I think the box office. I think it's gonna do huge in the box office because well, with I, the next movie we'll talk about, but. 
it seems like trajectory of movies, and it's not going to be on anything, right? I don't think they're releasing it on anything, obviously. No, no, so, it's solo, solo, so. Yeah, I think the box office, we're going to definitely see another Eternals. Yeah, oh, no, no, I think I think the the Eternals, um, was it the, uh, the the early ticket sales gross is, is high, like it's up there. So people have bought their tickets early, like me. Um, it's expected to do well. I don't think there's any competition for that movie in the theater at the time, so it should do rather well. And and again, it's um it's going to do well over the course of the Thanksgiving break. Yeah, because I think um again it comes out the fifth. You've got two weekends, and then the Thanksgiving break, people are going to go see the movie if they haven't seen it already, or repeat. You know, some people go for repeat screenings, and they they'll go to that one too. So. Should be interesting. Should be an interesting one. But but again, seventy four percent is the current critics meter on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for the Eternals. It is not gushing just like it was for um, Shang Chi. Um, I think it's even it, you know Dune's got eighty two percent. We're going to talk that about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but it it's just not it's not getting it's it's got mixed reviews, and that's that was my whole point is that it's not gonna it's not a knockout you know blow. Um, and I just wish, and I hate to say this, and this is what Disney's conditioned me to now, is I wish there was some supplemental material in between. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the TV show or some kind of, you know. Something that will lead you into this this universe. Right. Like, I am I am so geeked up for Spider-Man because we've, we've all that stuff, everything has been built up to this. The multiverse has been uh, opened in low-key um, in um, WandaVision. You know, now you've got the trailer. I mean, everything. It's everything has been built up, and so yeah, I'm super excited about Spider-Man. But again, nothing was been built up for the Eternals other than um, the the trailer reveal, which is you know, and then all the questions like where have you guys been? You know, those types of things. So yeah, I mean, everything they've been putting out so far, aside from what if, because what if it's is its own thing, right? That we know of now, but everything seems like it's it's just leaning towards Spider-Man, and then after that, Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Like all the content they're releasing is like going in that direction. There was like nothing for, there was even hints of internal and like, I didn't see anybody break down stuff and be like, Oh, this, this has to do with the Eternals or anything. There was no Easter eggs, nothing. Yeah. I, I think, and this is, this is probably what it is, is the Eternals and Dune, um, are kind of those, those types of materials that if you're not into the lore, if you're not, into the comic or into the books like for dune i think i think you that's what it's made for it's for made for those people and it's in i hope they can translate it into something for the common sort of basic fan but i'm hearing the same thing it's like oh the, like i i some guy was like the eternals are gonna be the greatest thing that's ever happened and then someone was like dune was amazing and then all the people who don't know about it were like dune was a little bit of a waste of time you know or boring or whatever but you know Let's see. Uh, Baldemar Garcia says, literally, I agree with that, that uh, it was kind of left field. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just sitting there in a November time slot with no no buildup. So. But be sure to join us next week and get our full thoughts on the movie for sure. For sure. So, yeah. We're, we're both going to check it out. And then we're both going to come in here and talk about either how great this movie was or how oh, sad man. it was. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then we'll probably just jump right into the post credit scene. So. <laughs> I think that's what we did for uh, um, 
for Venom. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> Venom for like five minutes, and we broke down the post credit scene for twenty. <laughs> That's what happens when you get us accustomed to just good post credit scenes. That see, the post credit scenes are moving the stories forward, and I that's what this one seems like it's gonna do. And like you said earlier, more people are talking about the post credit scene than really the the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. So which brings us to we were just talking about the next topic, which was Dune, right? So Dune has eighty two percent Rotten Tomato uh, Tomato meter, and then ninety one percent audience score. So it's doing well. And the box office was huge, right? Yeah. I think it was I like think, 400 million or... No, no, 40.1 mil. 40.1. And then it had it had huge... HBO um, Yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see here. We got a commenter here. One and only mixed up. Yo, what y'all talking about? Uh, hey, welcome to the show. We're talking about Dune and we're talking about movies. Uh, you're more than welcome to chime in if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss. For sure. uh, I think this is a new new person to the show, so uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We appreciate having you on. So yeah, no, I, and so the reviews for Dune are just that. I mean, I think exactly what we described, which is you have if you read the books, you love this, you know, this this movie and the past incarnations of the movie. Yeah, the you life. think this is definitely an upgrade. Yeah, but it's. You know, there's a whole thing about how it's definitely a two-part series. It kind of leaves you like mm, right in the middle, and it's just I, for me that I, I'm not looking forward to something like that. I haven't gone to see it. I know I have it on HBO Max. I'm gonna check it out. Um, but um, a pretty prominent YouTuber uh, was it Tyrone Magnus came out. He did his five-minute review. Um, oh, this guy right here. This is. Uh, I haven't watched Dune yet. I'm going to watch it later tonight. Don't worry, man. We haven't watched it either, and we're not going to spoil it for you. We're just talking about the reviews that we've seen online. So, yeah, no, no, for sure. We won't spoil that for you at all. Um, But, yeah, Tyrone Magnus came out, five-minute review, and he's like, I hated it. I fell asleep halfway through it. I don't understand it. It was terrible. And he said it looked visually beautiful. Yeah. Had some great action sequences. I hear the score is super great. Yeah. Oh no, the score with the Hans Zimmer score. I mean, everyone's talking about, but but he's not a he's not into the the the, the story. So he said he was bored to tears, and so to me that's like another another telltale sign that you know you know and the the company. I'm sorry about that. My my phone keeps going off. Um, <laughs> the company um, didn't greenlight the second part. Yeah, like they, I heard about that, which was kind of weird. Like. That's almost to me like if they weren't sure how the success was going to be because, I mean, it has a huge cast. Like, they paid crazy amount for the cast. Like you said, it looks great visually. So, like, they put a lot of money in, into this movie. And for them to put money into it, knowing it's go- going into it, knowing it's a two-part thing, that and it has, like, a history with books. So, like, you know, people who read books and then watch the movie are super critical of the movies. I mean, you could go back to like the Harry Potter series, the Twilight series. There, whoever read it first and then watches it after always have like huge critiques on the movie. So, mm-hmm. knowing that, seeing past books turn to film, you would think they would have like a set, like Marvel style plan of what they're doing with this universe. And for them to not be greenlit is kind of odd. No, and, and that's, and I think, honestly, I think that the execs, and, and again, the execs sometimes don't get it right, but I think 
they were fearing what we were saying, which is it's it's not a mainstream thing. It's not going to. I mean, now again, it's going to make tons of money. I think it's going. It's they're going to green light the second part. Um, but I think they were being cautious with their investment to say, look, I'm not sure if green lighting two of these huge movies and the, let's just say it, it bombed, right? Yeah. Because they didn't remove the day and date. So it's still on HBO Max. This is what's going to hurt the second week of this movie is if people are talking about it, um, you're going to check it out on HBO Max. And then you might go see it in the theater if you think it's worthy. But that's that's a gamble right there. Um, but everyone everyone uh, that I've heard talk about it said, uh, you have to see it on the IMAX. You have to see it on big screen. It's one of those types of movies. Um, but because I'm not that interested in the movie, I'm HBO maxing it and seeing if I like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just my, my two cents. I mean, I, I hope, I hope it's great. So like, to me, you could get like, uh, the star Wars, the last star Wars movies that came out, how they were switching directors in between each film. And you were getting like different parts of stories. Like I heard somebody say that could have been a thing. Like what if the director didn't come back or like some of the people, who uh, are in the movie? What if they didn't want to come back because they have other obligations or whatnot? Signing, not signing the second part right off rip, kind of could hurt the movie in the long run because if they do green light it and they don't get everybody back, which is not guaranteed to get everybody back. I mean, I'm sure if the movie does, I mean, 40 mil first, you know, opening weekend, pretty well. So yeah. you might get most people back, but what if some, what if like Jason Momoa has something else he can do? And I'm, I think he's like an actual big character in the book. And even I heard he wasn't utilized that much. So it's like, what are they planning to do if they can't get everybody back? And how are they going to move the story forward? And will it uphold to this? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind yeah. of iffy with that. I mean, you have, so like the, the, the fear is and the, and the trouble is like, what if you have huge clamoring? Let's just say it, it breaks records and it's this, you know, juggernaut of a movie that that people are watching over and over again how hard is it going to be to get you know you know josh brolin and oscar isaacs and timothy chalamet all these guys like it you know jason momoa get them all back together one to do this movie and two set pieces and the director and you know it's almost like lord of the rings like that one was shot what in, in all three movies were shot in a row yeah and it shows the, the continuity, the, the the grandness of it, um, and the actors. I mean, all that stuff. And it, it won huge awards, and it was amazing. But that's the fear. And I think, again, I, I have a feeling that, again, that's it's because they're still going to release this on HBO Max. And, they, you know, they just didn't. Well, no, you know what? It Maybe HBO Max didn't have anything to do with it. I just think that it's just very expensive. It's a huge proposition to have those two, you know, and how many movies are there going to be? I don't even know about the books. So, that's and I think we're talking about the the success of the movie being through box office. But I think the real success of the movie is also like if somebody sees us like me. I don't know anything about the Dune the, the Dune series, the Dune books. I didn't see the 1985 one. But mm -hmm. if I like this movie, now I go back and read the books, go back and watch the older film. Like that, I think that's the real success of these types of movies that come from a book. Like you want them to go check out the old continuity, because then now you create a, a lifelong fan. Because from what I hear, the books sound like a lot of people are saying the books are super good. The books got a lot of detail in them, and it's kind of hard to fit all that in a movie. And I think that was like one of their their scares with the 1985 movie was like, how do we fit all these 
grand ideas into this film. And now I think they try to take a like a more slow burn because obviously the two part thing. Mm -hmm. So I think they're kind of banking on people going back, reading the continuity, watching the old movie, trying to, you know, get a cultish cultish vibe off of this. Yeah, I mean I think I think what they can do is kind of the way that the um the Zack Snyder's, you know, uh, vision where he put it in a four-hour series, you know, a four-hour movie. I think it's going to have to get that treatment to say, okay, here's the theatrical run, and then here's the unedited, uncut for, you know, know, on HBO Max or whatever service they want. That would have been a better sell, um, you know, because you can't run a four-hour movie in a theater, obviously. um, But... I think that's marketing genius right there where you go, okay, here's the theatrical cut. And if you subscribe to whatever, you're, you know, you're going to get the uncut three and a half, four hour, you know, version. That to me probably would have sent people in a frenzy and that would have been amazing. But Especially if you, if you released it within like two, three weeks after the theatrical release, I feel like that would be beneficial because then now you're sucking them into the world even more. And I also think this movie is going to benefit from when the second part is out, if they ever do make it watching them both simultaneously like back to back i think that will benefit the storyline itself yeah yeah and so like i said i'm gonna check it out i i'm hoping that it's you know i heard it's i heard it's it's like um i don't think it's meant to be but i think it's like a commentary on politics and the world and sort of you know doing that comparison right um you know war of the classes and that type of thing which is great. It's great, but when you're marketing it as a as an action movie uh, spectacle, you don't want less talk about politics and more talk about let's fight each other and let's blow up things, right? Again, that's my simple llama brain breaking it down. Like that's how I'm looking at this movie. Is I, I want to watch. Like again, the trailer showed me this ginormous monster the size of the screen about to engulf this guy. That's what I want to see the whole time. I want to see giant monsters. I want to see people killing each other. I want to see spaceships. I want to see all that stuff. So, you know, interesting, interesting to say the least. All right. It's uh, it's another 20 minutes. So, you know what that means. It's time. Llama commercials. <laughs> it's time for another Llama commercial brought to you by the merch store. The merch store is open and ready for business and wanted to feature some of the High quality llama merch items here. You've got the official Big Llama Show apparel. You've got the T-shirt and hoodie available in many colors, and you've got the 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 Peruvian special, the red and white Llama Nation shirt, um, available in different colors. But if you want to represent the Peruvian flag colors as the llamas come from, uh, get the special Peruvian edition Llama Nation shirt, and you also have the Llama Nation hoodie. Uh, all those available right now at the merch store. And the reason we're featuring the merch store, again, is not for profits. Because trust me, making a dollar or two off of a shirt or a hoodie is not going to uh, net the benefits you guys think it is. It's really just to get the name out there. And if you like the show and want to support, we'd love for you to guys to get a, a piece of the merch. So the merch store is open and available. And that is our, uh, that's our sponsorship this week, the merch store. It's our sponsorship every week, but you know, <laughs> we're our own sponsors. <laughs> you know what I was thinking too. I, I was I was kind of thinking about what if what if we are approached right? Because I I, I listen. I had put it on a tweet. Okay. I, I want 10k subscribers. Yep. I want the blue check mark on Twitter. Uh-huh. 
I want it all. I want I want these things. But I was thinking about something. I, I really was thinking about it. I said, what if what if we're approached by a company? Um what if we're approached by a company and it's a product we do we don't wanna we don't like or we don't wanna sell? I don't like, should, think should we do it? I mean I don't think so, man. I I think with like when it comes to these products, especially like advertisers, the people who watch us I mean, we're very small at this point, but you see every week we're growing. They they F with us. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to curse because, you know, we keep it clean here. <laughs> PG-13. PG <laughs> but they mess with us. You know what I mean? They're going to fall in love with our personalities as, you know, our dynamic together. And if we try to sell them something or, or advertise something that we don't really stand by, I think it's going to hurt they're trusting us, you know what I mean, as entertainers. And then when we have something we do believe in, they're going to be a little less hesitant to, like, support what we believe in because we gave them something we didn't really necessarily believe in. It doesn't – I think it also has to benefit the audience that we, we have here as well. You know what I mean? Like, No, for sure, for sure. Now, Gabe, Gabe says here, we want Blackout uh, Merge 2, Cough, Cough, AD. Hey, man, we're working <laughs> on it, man. We're working on it. Listen, like no, go we're, ahead, we're go trying ahead. to we're trying to build something with blackout that's gonna last my lifetime, maybe my kids' lifetime. Like I see a bigger picture with this. So like, I know like you know last year I think this is a good topic to even bring up because we're talking about doing like a llama blackout collab for your site, and I felt bad because you asked me about it today, and I was like we don't have it yet, but like I know I know the hands it's in, it's gonna be something good. You know what I mean? Like it's worth the wait. But with the with the blackout stuff, I'm learning more now. Like, yeah, I could drop merch, right? I could put out the site. We could run it with the little money that I have saved up for it. But it, the money's gonna run out. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to have it open the way I want. And also, like as an entertainer, as a broadcaster, I'm growing myself. You know what I mean? So like, I'm growing as a personality, and I wanna. I kind of want to launch it when I have like also the media side at a certain level because I saw, I, trust me, me and the big homie, me and Hercules, Hand Dog, like the people who've been working on this for the past year, we seen the bubbly. I mean, till this day, I mean, he said something, but every day somebody's like, hey, where's where's the blackout stuff? Where's yo? I want to support. I want to do this, and I I see it, and I love that people are hitting me about it. But I also think it's it's beneficial that people want it because when it does come. They're 110% guaranteed to support. And I think with our first drop, I want to see what we can do with, like, you know, the backing of the Twitch channel with this show growing. I want to see how well the work that I put in, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right. It, and and I, get, I get what you're saying is you got to, you, you know, sometimes, like, for example, your, your, um, your plan versus my plan could be vastly different and and that's okay because we are we are our own entities we have our own um sort of mind frame of what we want to do with these channels um and so as creators we we each have our own plan so that's the great thing about the show and the way it brings us together and the people that we know together is that yeah we're vastly different in our style our content and what we do and we come together on a sunday and we break it all down um, but yeah, like for me, it's more about um, having someone who wants to support accessible to something that, that you know that says lamination. But I'm not as invested in the in the the style of it and the you know 
the impact as you are, which is fine, which is totally fine. Um, but again, that's that's the great dynamic between us is that we do have varying opinions on a lot of things. And so that's that's why it's great. So yeah, no, Blackout merch, when it's available, you know I'm going to be rocking it, even though I got my bootleg copy hey, here. But you see, like, even to me, right, I feel like Blackout, I've been, how do I say this? I've been building this for years, literally since I was 12 years old, 13, 14, 15, like literal years. It's evolved. I've dropped merch the same way I did it off Teespring. Back mm-hmm. in the day, you know what I mean? And I I even bring this example with the, the Organized Disaster podcast. Like, that's coming. But I want to do it. I've already dropped it two different times. You know what I mean? And the same with the merch. I've dropped it one other time. And they weren't successful. They weren't how I thought. I wasn't, even now, I'm, I'm way smarter when it comes to content, when it comes to just being a personality. Like, I, I have grown a lot. And there's more things. Like, the plan I have has become a lot bigger. And I look at it like... I don't want to keep dropping something and it flopped. Like, how many times am I going to bring that brand organized disaster out before people stop checking for it? You know what I mean? So, like, to me, it's like maybe I have everything planned in like perfectly. And obviously things aren't going to be as perfect as I see them. But if I have things a little bit more cohesive when I drop it and I can use it with uh, like more longevity, then it will have a longer impact. The same with Blackout. Like, I've dropped it before nobody supported you know what i mean but within those years i mean the amount of hashtag blackouts the the people i bring on even gabe like gabe's my younger cousin and i remember a couple years ago when i was back in pso before Mm -hmm. i moved to to denver and i was building my pc and like streaming i was telling him i was like yo you play a lot of games like let's let's do something and he told me he's like i don't really see that for myself you know and i understand that but him playing with us recently He's hitting me up like today. He hit me up yesterday. He hit me up like, yo, you streaming, you gaming. Let's get on. And I, to me, that feels a little bit better. Like the impact that Blackout's having, like it's making people believers. You know what I mean? Like even when we launched the site and we had two weeks to prepare, we literally did all our marketing pictures, all that just for two weeks. And I, we sold like $110 worth of stuff. I mean, we sold it to like two close people to us. But the fact that at 6 a.m., $110 went out and, like, our merch got bought for that, I'm like, man, like, we're, we're thinking too small when it comes to this. Like, oh, yeah. we're, we're building yeah. something that has real impact. People know what Blackout is, and it might not be, you know what I mean, it's not on their time. It's kind of on the time of, like, when we all feel right. Like, when we'll, I think we'll know when it's ready to, to drop. You know what I mean? Like, I think we'll know when the, com- the content hits that level. Even, like, here, like, I want to be able to come on here and be like, hey, like the day I come on here and we have like episode 40, 45, and I'm like, the blackout store is open. Like that's going to feel great. But like it's all this slow burn. It's everything we're learning this past year. I mean, even with us hooking up, what, six months ago, seven months ago, mm-hmm. like think about how much growth we have. And I don't even think we've, we're still at the bottom to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. We've got a long way to go. And, and it's, it's only, I only see up from here. But listen, you did, you did what we're, you know, what, what, what the idea is, is you brought, a lot of people from your stream you brought a lot of people who are watching you onto this sunday night live which is great um a big homie's got a comment here he says as the creator for merch i want everyone to be able to benefit us and the consumer okay yeah big uh, homie the creative director of blackout by the way okay so big homie shout out to you man and then gabe hit us up and he says hey man we got to do a chat q a oh, man. um and I, I i wrote back i fired back hey hit us up and we'll answer all questions Yep. Whatever so, you want. 
We are definitely uh, open to that for sure. But no, and see, I, I this is this is why I like doing this is because, again, um, just two varying opinions on it. And um, but I do, like I said, I, I I measure success differently than what you will, and that's and that's perfectly understandable. We have two different types of channels and streams, um, and we're both we're both growing in in each of our respective areas. So I I'm very happy about that. And like I said, the one thing that I can uh, hang my hat on is that. It gets better every single week. Like we said, the the uh, the production level, the production value goes up, and like it's now now we're seeing the growth in the podcast. I I can't I can't say that enough. That's that's just some awesome awesome stuff. All right, um, all right. Let's talk about something that's uh, in the in the news cycle. First, we're going to talk about this topic here, and we're not that well familiar with the topic, so we'll we'll preface this thing. Um, by simply saying it's just a, a topic everyone's talking about, seems to yeah. be on everybody's radar, and it's the onset accident that happened with uh, Alec Baldwin, um, where he he shot. I think it was the production associate producer or something. Uh, I think Helena Hutchins, and then the director, who was the guy on the right, um, he was also hurt as well. And the story goes. You know that you know they and this is I, I'm reading this through the story. I've, I've learned this by reading some of the articles. Um, they have a chief person responsible for um, firearms when they when they're doing you know stuff on the set. I think it's the armorer, the head armorer. I think it's what it's called. And apparently, their sole responsibility is to make sure that weapons that are fired in the you know during the course of the movie are safe they have blanks so on and so forth but there have been other accidents that have happened in the past um but um for sure this is a tragedy this is something that that is crazy i just find so was it was it a prop gun it was a prop gun it, but it was a real gun firing blanks and so i think prop guns have gone from from actually just being a prop gun right like just uh, unable to fire to being the legit guns but with blanks they've, they've come a long way i know I know in the military, when we used to fire blanks, they used to have a um, sort of seal on the muzzle, yeah. something that, that goes in here, and it helps to fire the blank. Yeah. Um, and clearly, if you had a round in the chamber, it would just it would blow up right there. It would probably hurt you a little bit, but at least it wouldn't kill you or kill someone ahead of you. Um, I just find it uh, fascinating, just, just the... the the chain of custody, you know, like like where the gun went and how it got to Alec Baldwin and how it, you know, had a live round. And what I've what I've read is these guys were firing these guns for for target practice in between, uh, you know, shooting days. Yeah. So the armor, the main armor person, was allowing these guns to go out into for for target practice. Um, didn't clear. There was one round, one live round that was in the chamber. Um, fired it and it hit, um, unfortunately this lady, uh, Miss Hutchins and it also hit the director causing the accident. So, but how, like, did it ricochet off of something? Did it, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it hit both of them. It was one round that was fired. Yeah. I think she was in the line of fire when he fired it. Um, and I think there might have ricocheted and hit the director who might've, yeah, I think they might've been in close proximity to each other. Like maybe... Uh, it sounds like maybe they were like t doing a take or something like and he was pointing maybe in the direction of the crowd or, or something because and that's kind of wild that they let the same prop like the 
the guns for the movie go out for target practice because that seems like that's well, I mean like that's a recipe mistake. for disaster. Yeah, I mean one bullet. It's literally a one bullet mistake. Somebody's job was to clear that, and they just missed one bullet. And I mean, you got a, a death and a a hurt person. So it's like, mm. yeah, and and it's it stops production for sure, obviously. Yeah. And then you know, and, and I, the I'm legal say, matters that it probably brings. Well, Alec Baldwin, who like they've now pictured him. I think he's he's now in this picture. He was making a phone call, and then like there's another picture of him slumped over. Just crying about the situation. I mean, the poor guy has killed somebody. You know, yeah, this man uh, caught a body. Right, right, and he didn't mean to. And and I mean, the implication. Now, I think from a legal standpoint, he's probably okay. Yeah. Um, but now the the story will start to get really thick with who had the gun, why was the gun there, who didn't check it. A lot of fingers are going to get pointed. Was it planned? And, you know what I mean? Well, like. It, did, did somebody do that on purpose? Did somebody plan it out? And and did, was he aware? You know, you could start to speculate a number of things, but um, you know, the the sad thing is that this is not the first time that it's happened. Yeah. Um, you had you know Brandon Lee famously died on set as a result of a gun accident as well. There have been other deaths in Hollywood movies um, on set, um, mostly stunt guys and uh, stunt men and women who have done you know craziness for the for the sake of the movie but you know something like this just brings back the memories of this guy here and it's like you know it's it's tragic and it should be it shouldn't be happening but you know it does happen and i I wanted to bring that up only because like i said it's in the news cycle i was just genuinely interested in so like like for me former military knowing how you know the checks and balances are I, i i will say this i i did i was I was uh, I did witness a misfire, a live round misfire, um, you know, during an operation that was in that was in Key West. We were we were patrolling the streets and we were supposed to turn in our live ammo. And in us cleaning, um, one of the guys about I wasn't that close, but one of the guys, you know, had a live round that he didn't that he he didn't clear his chamber and it went off and it almost hit an officer, but. Um, I mean the the hellstorm that rained down on this guy for not doing the proper checks and balances. Our our supply guy got in trouble. I mean it, it was a whole big thing. But I, I feel mean, like Alec Baldwin's clear with the legal side, but the person who's taking care of the guns or or the caretaker of the guns, I think they're the ones that that's like you said the hellfire that's going to drop on them because I mean you had one job. You know what I mean? You had one job: take care of the guns, make sure. And I mean, it's, it's kind of easy to just say that, you know. What I mean, you don't know what's going on on set of a movie, on a, on set of a production, but still, it's like it's a, it's just a tragic event. But you know what's funny? Not funny, but you know what? You know what's what's uh, you know what's hilarious about this? you know what's funny about this? No, it's not. It's not. But you know what you said earlier today, earlier in the show, sort of brings this point back, which is. This lady, because it, it, it's the armor, the I can't remember her name, the head armor lady who was who was doing the, she was on a podcast talking about how she doesn't feel comfortable being the head armorer and that she sometimes just goes like she's she's saying these things, you know, it comes back, it's coming back to haunt her. Like clearly, she's saying I am I am nervous at what I'm doing, I'm nervous at this job, and. 
now that's going to be used as evidence. So yeah, everything you say can and will be used against you, especially in a podcast that's recorded. And because now everybody's playing those clips hey, from her. She ain't got to worry about doing that job anymore. Never again will <laughs> she do this job. She may not even get. To, I mean, she's gonna. I think she's gonna see some at least manslaughter jail time or something. You think? Manslaughter at, at, at minimum. It just depends on like like was their intent, right? Like obviously it's an accident. Uh, it's her job to make sure that that's clear. But it's negligence on your part. Like you yeah. you that's your sole purpose is to you know. And the whole thing about them firing it for target practice. That's questionable in terms of 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 your practice and everything else. So I don't know. I don't I don't understand why you would do something like that. That's definitely going to change. Hollywood's not going to let that slide again. No, I mean, you know. Maybe it's I, budget. You know what I mean? Why, why else would they do that? Budget reasons? I don't know. I mean, I mean, honestly, like everything else, you need to be certified and you got to have, you know, have done X amount of hours to be the head, whatever. I know that's in, in the actors union and all stuff. There's certain jobs and things that you have to have certification, experience, Different things, but yeah, sometimes it's. It, oh, here's the thing: she was related to a guy who was. She, she, I think her father was a head armorer, and so maybe as a favor, they made her a head arm. I don't know. You know, yeah. little things like that start to sort of. You know, you start peeling the layers back. You start to see all the ugliness. Um, but just a sad, sad situation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our. I would say perhaps our our main and last topic is. The controversy with Netflix, which is the Netflix CEO there and Dave Chappelle. Um, let's preface this by saying this. And again, I, I will say this because I don't, I, I'm not a man of controversy. You know that, AD. And if we were on a different show, we could talk about the specific opinions. But Today, when you asked about the topic, I was kind of curious if you were going to want to talk about it at all or like maybe like just mention it. Because like we've had controversial topics and we kind of just tiptoe around it we don't really say much because i know like you said you're not really you don't want to make this show like about controversy you want to make it about the topic itself right well and here's the thing and, and, and the reason is that i don't want to thrust my opinion in in terms of something like this yeah. or or topics like, like for example uh polit political opinions um you know opinions about things that are polarizing yeah. i i want to talk about why we're there and I want to talk about why it's an issue versus what's my opinion on it. What do you think? You know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I say I'm trying to preface this by saying, you know, look, I've heard the comments and the jokes. I've I watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched the special, um, but I did I did listen in to the to the key points that people are complaining about. Um, I've read about the Netflix sort of backlash and how Netflix first is is in you know backing Dave Chappelle for these comments. And now they're not. So for me, the most fascinating thing, and, and I'm not getting into what he said and is it right or wrong. I think, like we had said before, somebody is clearly upset with what he said and it, it does offend somebody. Yeah. And so the fact that it does that, I'm not going to diminish those people's feelings and say, well, they're overreacting or whatever. No, I, I, what I'm saying is, it clearly has bothered some, and and it's a large community, so it's not it's not like a, an isolated incident thing that you yeah. know, this is the first time he's ever said something. He's said controversial things before. I think the most fascinating thing is Netflix's sort of reaction to it, which is we're going to back our performer, which you want them to do, but 
when you make comments the way that Dave Chappelle has made these comments, you got to be careful with that. Like you're a publicly traded company. You've got stockholders. You've got shareholders. You've got uh, producers, content creators. Yeah. You you hire a lot of people. So are you going to alienate those people by supporting you know something that's unpopular? And, and and mind you, I will definitely say, a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. I've loved his comedy. I've loved his stuff. The one thing I love about Dave Chappelle is that he's brutally honest. And he's so smart in terms of genius uh, with his comedy writing and his delivery um, that you have to give him credit for that. You have to say, look, the, the guy definitely, he speaks what the people are thinking and so on and so forth. Now, these new comments... I don't know. It, he pushes buttons on purpose. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. So for me, like you said, without getting into what the topic was, just the overall watching Netflix back him kind of gives you a sense of one or two things. Like they're backing him because he's Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? He, he's warranted that, that kind of backing. Obviously, they paid him, what was it, like 40 mil or whatever crazy amount of money for these specials. So, like, they're going to back him. But if you, you know, if I was a comedian or even like we've had uh, Bert on here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Bert seems like the type of person that will tell you how it is. He, I mean, I don't know if he's had any controversial things, but I know he's the type of comic that could maybe say something and people aren't going to like it. Would, and it, let's say he got a special with Netflix, right? Would Netflix back him? You know what I mean? Are they backing? Are they only backing him because it's Dave Chappelle, or do they, you know, stand by what he said or, or the content? You know what I mean? Like, I, I look at it as an upcoming content creator, and obviously earlier, like I said, I say some wild stuff, right? There's gonna be things where, like, especially as my ascension as a broadcaster and as a, a personality, there's gonna be things that are gonna bother people. I already know it. All my friends, we joke about it. Is like, if anybody from Black Ops getting canceled, it's gonna be me. Like, and and I take that, I take that, you know, like I should be the one, like, I'm not scared to get canceled for, especially if I, you know, like if I say something that I believe in, I'm I'm not going to be afraid to get canceled. But I also think like the backlash is kind of just unwarranted, like a walkout because of what somebody said, like we can have conversations about what you don't like about it. You know, what maybe, you know, they're saying his, his comments are transphobic. Like if that's the, the, the point you're trying to make that educate the world on it but don't try to cancel the guy or you know try to cancel netflix which you're not going to cancel netflix you know what i mean in a month nobody's going to care about this let's be real the people who walked out nobody's really going to care after a while because eventually you're going to need your job back you know what i mean you're going to go back in i don't know man it's, it's, it's an interesting thing though because we've never seen the we've also never seen the netflix ceo come out and say anything about anybody you know i've never seen his face until literally you put this picture up and the fact that, you know, his face, he's come out and said like, you know, his backing on Dave Chappelle's like, there's a bigger, there's a bigger thing going on in the background that I don't think we're necessarily privy to. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that polarizing word, the cancel culture, you know, cancellation, you know, that's, the, that's the, the, the hard thing about the, doing this type of stuff is that, you know, even, even we, even me and you a small time channel, right. Um, or, or small time group right now, I got a disclaimer at the beginning of the of the show that says that the opinions and views are ours only, not of our our you know subscribers or our um, sponsors or our employers. Because you got to separate me from my other job and me from 
anything and because these are totally our opinions and yes um, you have to live with that you know so if I say something stupid on here if I make you know I got to live with that and I, I'm, I'm gonna be okay with that because I feel like the stuff that I say and the way that I go about my topics and my things are respectful always open but I'm with you in regards to I've never seen this type of backlash um well listen I, we've seen this backlash before but it's for more severe I think um type of behavior I think the sexual assault stuff that people have been been accused of uh, yeah. you know um I think sexual misconduct those have been the big ones that have gotten people instantly canceled yeah. this this tiptoes on a pretty you know again regardless of what you think about what he said whether you think is right wrong or indifferent you're starting to border on how you know comedians have always pushed the envelope I mean Andrew Dice Clay's comedy was one terrible but push the envelope and people ate that up they were sold out shows and this guy's you know you know people were comparing it to pornography right they were like comedian greats man comedian greats you got yeah chris rock eddie murphy uh one of my personal favorites patrice o'neill like these guys were towing the line day in and day out and like at this point and shout out to andrew schultz which is like a comedian that we like me and a lot of my friends watch and he has like podcast he's big podcaster but he's also Probably like he's getting talked in, in the talks of like the Dave Chappelle realm. Like he's one of the next, like especially for our generation, comedians that's gonna gonna take it to that level. And this guy's doing it all on YouTube by dropping. And he said, I mean, with this topic, he said that he was like, man, this Dave Chappelle thing is kind of crazy because now it seems like you know networks aren't making crazy money off these these comedy specials, right? They're mm-hmm. getting eyes onto the, the the platform, but they're not making crazy amount of money. It's like why not let's let's he he even used the example of like let's just do another uh, tiger. What's the what's the tiger show? Oh, Tiger King. Tiger King. He's like let's yeah. just do another Tiger King because that makes us money. But these comedians, we we don't want to put controversial comedians on on these uh, platforms just to get canceled. And he his point is like to the next generation of comics, like you got to do it on your own. You got to post this on YouTube. He's like your specials have to be on YouTube now because you, that's the only place right now where you can get your thoughts off and have your own fan base that that ride for you because that's another thing too like i mean dave Chappelle's fan base is riding for him they don't care what he said they care that his jokes are funny his storytelling's there and he's a great you know what i mean like so it just goes back to like us coming up into this is like we got to watch what we say we got to tiptoe around what we say and another thing is we're gonna say like me and you right mm-hmm. however long we do this show we're gonna say something that's gonna be controversial there's gonna come a point where I say something on this podcast, and again, I'll take the blame. <laughs> I'll be the fall guy. But I'll say something dumb on this podcast, and we're going to get backlash for it. It's inevitable, especially with this cancel culture. So it's like, how do we move forward from that? How do we have the conversation, hey, I don't like this. And yeah, you said it, but like, I'm not going to try to cancel your show. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to educate you on the, on the topic of why it was wrong, why it made me or you know made my community feel this way. I think that's the next step of this. Like, we got to find a common ground where it's like, yeah, not everything. We Maybe we can't say everything we want to say. Maybe there are costs to our words. But we also need to have a common ground where it's like, just teach me that. Don't, you know what I mean? I, I might not be enlightened in a lot of these topics. I might say the wrong thing, but don't cancel me for it. Don't walk out because a platform gave me the gave me their platform for me. 
just to express my creativity and then you kind of just shit all over it you know yeah no you don't like what i said no and and listen dave Chappelle, the way he's handling this is pretty smart one he's going on on a u.s tour and if it gets canceled he's going to add more dates to get hit to you know he's not going to recoup any money because they're going to give him money but i heard that already he is not doing the same jokes he's he's cut those out of his set so if if Dave Chappelle really felt strongly about it, um, I think Dave Chappelle realizes he stepped in it. I think, I, I mean, he he's gonna he's not gonna back off and say I shouldn't have said that. I think he's not he's not that type of guy. I just think he's smart enough to go. You know what? My my set is good with or without that joke. I'm gonna keep moving on. I'm gonna make my money. And he has a feeling that. If this is, I think he had said it. I think I read his, he said, if this is what canceled feels like, then I love it. So he's embracing the villain role a little bit. But I, I don't like that he's cut it out. You know what I mean? Because that's like you're you're bending to their whim. You know what right. I mean? That means right. to me, it's like, did you really stand on that story? Obviously, he did because he put it in a special. And, he, and didn't he close the special out yeah. with that joke? So it's like yeah. he clearly had a reason for that joke. It's like just stand on it. If you if you know what I mean? If it gets taken off Netflix, it gets taken off Netflix. That's not going to interrupt your bag. That's not going to interrupt your tour. People are still going to go see you because at the end of the day, this online stuff, people are going to be outraged online. But when it comes to people in person, they're still going to mess with you. They're still going to go watch you because you're Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody's going to stop going to see Dave Chappelle because they walked out of Netflix because they were mad about his joke. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to happen. Even if it, like I said, even if they take it off Netflix, nobody's going to stop going to see Dave Chappelle. So it's like, yeah, if, if that's canceled, it's the same thing. Like he made a joke in, in the special about the baby, which is a rapper who, and the joke was, and I don't really want to like, I'm going to loosely say the joke, but like, it was basically like the baby on record has killed somebody in self-defense in front of a Walmart. Right. And it's like, we kind of glorify, like glorified the rap community because you know that's where I come from. Mostly, kind of glorifies him for that. It's like mm-hmm. he caught a body and got away with it. You know what I mean? That's how they look at it. But then he goes on stage and rolling loud and says some things about the, the LGBTQ community, and then they're talking about canceling him. Canceling him. it was like Dave Chappelle's point was like he killed somebody, <laughs> and you want to cancel him for what he said. You know what I mean? Right, like where, right. where where does it make sense? Right, and that's and and that's the thing is is. That's the genius in, in Dave Chappelle is that he can can see a situation, see the um, sort of craziness about a scenario, and and call it out, call out the hypocrisy of it, call out the you know, just he can just call it out, and he is observing society and makes a commentary on it, and and it's and it's right spot on. It's funny because he's delivering it as a punchline, but at the same time, it hurts. Like his his special, his um, what uh, eight forty six special, the one where he did right after the George Floyd um, situation. Yeah. That was not a comedy special. That was him just venting his grievances on the world, and it was powerful. It was moving. It was amazing. Um, and so that's what you know. That's when I know that that he transcends comedy. He's not just a comedian. He's he speaks for you know, uh, sort of the community that he represents. But he's this is the great. This is the good and the bad about him, right? In the same light, he will put down his own community, his the black community, African American community. He will put that down and call it out, right? Which is unpopular, no. and still, and still 
be able to deliver sort of the message of his views on society and so on and so forth. So, I, like I said, it, it's interesting that, you know, that people are outraged that, you know, I, I listen, for me, it's like, okay, I'm all for mobilizing people. I'm all for people getting together as a group to say, I feel that that's wrong. I'm going to, you know, you protest what you want. You can be verbal about it. Um, and then just do with it what you will do with it with your money with your dollars that's what i always tell people is like look i'm not going to tell you who to watch and who to listen to and who to you know i don't want that's not my that's not my job my job is to give you my opinion on the world depending on the topic so if we get a question on the chat i'll give you my opinion on that but you know i'm not going to tell you which way to feel about it because i look i feel a certain way about it because of my upbringing or my background whatever but I, I I hate people to tell me I gotta feel a certain way. That's the that's the stuff I can't stand. Uh, now listen, I am I, I am I have many LGBTQ uh, you know uh, you know people that I know in my life, the family. I, listen, it's not about that. It's just again, if I feel strongly about something, I'll speak out on it. But I'm not gonna tell you. So if it's me and you talking, I'm gonna be like, AD, you got you got to feel this way. You got you got to yeah. yeah, stop buying this. No, that's your that's your right. You know, like same thing with Chick Fil A. I think people don't. You know, the the company has a pretty open um, sort of disdain for for you know LGBTQ community, and so with that, you got to pay. You got to do it with your dollars. Yeah. I'm not going to tell somebody don't go to Chick Fil A. Now, I don't frequent Chick Fil A as often because I I know about that. And I, first of all, I think uh, controversial statement: chicken is overrated there. But um, but no, honestly. Honestly, I'm not going to tell somebody not to do something. Even if I have this platform, even if this platform was way bigger, yeah. I wouldn't sit here and say, you know what, Lamination, don't ever go to X, Y, and Z, because that's not that's not what I, that's not what I want to do. That's not, I don't want anyone to tell me what I want to do. Like like, let me form my own opinion, and I'll 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 go with whatever I feel is best. But and the backlash of this is driving the numbers of the special up. And that's like, you know, so it's that's like, the thing. It, it, it only gives voice to those that are already on that side of the fence so you've brought attention to it which it's fine you need to bring attention to it they've he's offended a community and he's got to hear about it and that's fine but what it does is it emboldens those people um those people who feel that way about that community and it says oh if he feels that he becomes like their spokesperson even though he, clearly he's not but it, that's what happens now. Oh, Gabe, Gabe Roman here. Chick Fil A, chicken overrated, canceled. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting we're getting fired up here. That you know, that was the hot most takes. controversial thing. <laughs> yeah, hot takes. Now, but going to that point where like people are just, it almost makes you feel like, as an outsider, like you have to pick a side. You watch this special, you have to pick a side whether you're you're with Dave. And comedy, or you're with the LGBT community, and that's not what the conversation should be. Like I said, it should be about educating why they feel this way. You know what I mean? And I, like I said, I don't think walking out and, and having a protest really gets the job done the way they think it did. You know what I mean? Like it just drives the viewers up. People aren't learning as to why, because at, to this to this point or to this day, there hasn't been somebody from that community come out on any platform or or like, and think about it like. If, if there was somebody who came out with a point like on a podcast and was like, this is why Dave Chappelle's statements were wrong and this is why it hurts my community, that would go viral because 
they're giving a real explanation, but there hasn't been that. I haven't heard anybody from that community really come out and say anything that like combats what he says. It's just all outrage, which is just driving the numbers up. It's almost like, and I think Netflix kind of gets behind them because they see that it drives the numbers up. It's like controversy, you know, controversy sells, sells. I mean, yeah, no, it's just for for sure. And and the next thing I kept seeing was because they were saying he's 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 doing the tour. Right now they're like isolating. Well, who who's famous that was at this concert, or who's famous who was at his show post him making the comments? And you know that's that's the thing. Why 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 are we attacking people for? Listen, I can condemn his comments and say I don't I don't agree with his comments. Yeah. I don't I don't I didn't find it particularly necessary for him to make those comments. That that's on my honest opinion. I I didn't think it was I didn't think it was necessary, but. He made the comments. Uh, do I do I you know hate this guy and do I say oh my god nothing ever again? No. My thing is, I now have an opinion of Dave Chappelle that I didn't have before, and that's fine. And that's fine. But again, now you're going around looking for who's going to see him, who's buying his albums, who's still watching his, his series. That's like a witch hunt. That's stupid. Like like don't do that. It's the same. It's the same conversation about uh, R. Kelly, right? Heinous guy did heinous things uh, with children and whatnot, and then the whole thing is, will you still listen to his music? I've listened yeah. to his music for twenty years. Yeah. Michael Jackson, uh, an accused pedophile, right or, or or alleged. Yeah, his music is timeless, yeah. and whether or not he did that, I think I still enjoy a Michael Jackson song. But again, do I agree with his life and his lifestyle or what he was doing? I don't know. No. Yeah. Do, do I do I think R. Kelly is a good person? Hell no. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't know. I, I'm certainly I'm certainly that that's to me that again people saying you gotta you gotta pick a side. You can't uh, you can't like this anymore, and that's yeah. that. I think that's complete bullshit. I think you have to, uh, you know, again, if I feel that strongly about something, I won't watch it again, or I won't I won't yeah. buy that person's stuff, but. I'm not gonna tell people, oh, you, you're listening to R. Kelly. You you must support pedophilia. Like I out. feel like people just need to separate the art from the person. You know what I mean? Like, if you like, I mean, to this day, it's like I want to listen to R. Kelly music. Sometimes it comes on, and I'm like, wow, I like this song. It's a good song. Like you said, I don't really, I don't agree. Not that I don't really, but I don't agree with what he did. But it's like his music is good. He made good music. You can't. You can't condemn me for liking his music because of who he was as a person because I will probably never meet R. Kelly in my life. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know him on a personal level. Same thing with Dave Chappelle. It's like, I don't know Dave Chappelle on a personal level, but it's like I could separate what he said in his comedy special for him as a human being because at the end of the day, we don't really know these people beyond what they show us on social media, what they show us in their art, what they show us, you know what I mean, when, when they're in the limelight, so to speak. So it's like, I don't know, man. It... it this is something we're going to deal with for a long time because people have the voice. People have their own platforms to say why they're mad. They have their own platforms to, to group up on, you know, Facebook, on Twitter, on, on Instagram posts, like to, to gang up on what they don't like. So it's like, you're always going to find people who agree with you and disagree with you. And, and that's what it comes down to. It, to me, it just seems like these kind of, these kind of topics just make you makes people feel like they have to pick a side when in reality you could be in the middle you can have your yeah. own viewpoint on both sides. Like this was wrong, this was right. I don't, you know what I mean. And you don't have to get condemned for that. 
Right, right. And again, if I disagree with you, then we disagree. We agree to disagree and we move on because yep. it's not, you you know, whether you agree with me or not is going to impact my life. My, I, I keep moving on, right? So that's, yep. and, and you know, the other thing too is I hate I hate when somebody does it purposely. Like they, they, they do a contrary opinion just to be controversial. That to me pisses me off. I think, I think Joe Rogan is doing that a little bit, you know, um, you know, he's got a huge following, huge podcast, but he's, he's getting, you know, flack for his comments, even though he seemed like a middle of the road type guy, like, like that we, but he's getting more and more fire every time. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he's, he knows what he needs to say to get the, the views going, but He's got the, the, I think, the biggest podcast and the the largest following, you know. But that's the thing. It's like when you're at that level, when you're Joe Rogan, like anything you say is going to be controversial, especially in this time. And it's right. like they try to scapegoat him for things that like – I I listen to Joe Rogan a lot because he brings a lot of people on that I like to listen to. I think his conversations are really good. The way he conducts an interview is really good because he he's like – he's one of the better interviewers we have had in a long time or at least because i I watch interviews like that's my thing i love interviews i feel like they just attack joe rogan because he has that platform because you know i mean like things that he's saying is not that crazy i hear hundreds of podcasters talk about things that he's saying but because he's on that platform he signed to spotify that's another thing too like a a major company it's like people um when he first got signed and he said i forgot what his comments were but people inside of spotify were mad and they were trying to do the same thing they were doing with this netflix thing it's like Mm -hmm. it seems like when you get behind or a company gets behind you people want to be like hey company we don't like what he's saying you shouldn't work with him or you're gonna lose us you know and it's like yeah and and what's when the bad part is companies are beholden to their shareholders and to the dollars and the profits so they could care less about um you know, about whether they're going to support or back a guy or, or, or like the stance. They just, they're worried about the money. If enough subscribers complain about it, yeah, they'll cancel that, that particular artist. Yep. All right. Now let's, let's do this. Cause I know, um, Gabe wanted us to do a Q and a, and Gabe's got a, a question. Big homie's got a question. So okay. let's start with, uh, Gabe's here, uh, back to chat Q and a, what kind of upcoming content will, and, and I don't mean to be dismissive on the Dave Chappelle stuff. I just, I think we're hitting we're hitting a road where um, we could talk about this all night long yeah. uh, and c- keep coming with different examples. But I, um, we we do with the with the will of the people. So, Gabe says, what kind of uh, upcoming content will we be seeing from both channels? So, Ad, what's up? What's going on? And uh, what's what's upcoming in your area? Just streaming, man. We're like I said before. I'm just trying to practice my on air personality. Trying to be consistent with streaming trying to continue to like have these longer streams, see what these numbers are doing. Cause like I said, I had 148 views on, on, on one stream and that was just constant all night, the whole five hours people were tuning in. And now my, I think my next step is like trying to get a little bit more engaged with the chat and, and try to keep people, you know what I mean? Like that, cause I see people coming in, but now my kind of insecurity is like trying to keep them to stay. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I, I see you guys are here. How do I, have retain your uh, attention, but also like just finding new games. I'm just trying to find my my lane. You know what I mean? Like I say this a lot. This is what I like to do the most. I like to come and talk. Yeah, I love gaming and I love being entertaining and dumb while I'm gaming. But being here talking about stuff and like practicing my conversational side of content is what I kind of want to do. So like 
you know, me and Big Homie are talking about the organized disaster coming back and, and coming back in a real way. And like I said before, I don't, I don't really want to release that without knowing what I'm going to do and how I'm going to attack it for the long run. Because I don't want to keep dropping that same branding because it's going to lose effect. People aren't going to want to hear it after a while. So just more streaming, more on air, me being on camera and uh, just practicing. And obviously, the Big Llama Show every Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern. There you go. I, I, I like that. But I did have a question because I, yeah. when I watch you on the stream, you know me. I'm, I'm I support you every time. I, I, if I can, if I see it and I can get on there, I jump in there. Hey, what's up? But um, what? So just just from a from from a visual standpoint, you're playing the game, but you can't see the chat, right? Like right away. Yeah. Okay. So because because I, I notice you turn to the right or whatever. You turn one side and you and you look down and then you're like oh and then you, you then you'll acknowledge the the chat room. Um, so I've always been just curious, sort of what you know how that works for you. Yeah. So I have the chat pop up like on the gameplay, but it's it's very delayed. I mean, as opposed to like when I see it and I actually like speak on it. And then like of course when you're engaged in the gameplay, it's kind of hard to like always look over a chat because you you want to like me personally, I want to have like good content. When it comes to gaming too, like I want to have good kill cool, like clips, I want to have good clips for it. So it's kind of hard to be engaged, and I think that's the balance of learning both. You know what I mean? Like trying to engage in both. No, no, for sure, for sure. But what about um, you? Content for you? Well, uh, for me, I think we've been talking about it. We, we're definitely doing the first time movie watches. It's going to be the main uh, bread and butter of the channel, I think, moving forward. Um, I still do trailer reactions. Um, when there's a trailer that I think is, you know, that I think I want to give an opinion on. Um, the other thing is my movie reviews. I, I, I haven't stopped doing those. I love doing the movie reviews. Um, the only problem is, is just timing. So once I figure out a good, a good time schedule, what, I, what I probably like to do is release one movie watch a week, um, in the middle, have a review and maybe a trailer reaction, just to keep the content going and obviously the show. So um, you can look forward to more of those first-time movie watches. Um, the, the, the problem I'm going to have is the popular, and I, you know, this is just, so I, I struggled with being, uh, you know, like providing fun content and, and entertaining content that people want to watch. And then also balancing being honest. Um, I'm not going to be able to do Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, all these big ones, Star Wars, that people get millions of views on, because I've seen those movies and I, I and we've seen the the rewatches aren't they don't they don't travel well. So um, I think that's where my biggest challenge is, is figuring out what movies I'm going to watch until I get the channel. That's where you could kick, clickbait them though. You know, yeah, first time seeing Star Wars, but then it's like <laughs> when, when you click on the video, like I already seen it, but here's my take anyways. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I, I think, I think the thing is, um, and then you know, the, the you, you, I, I feel, I feel the pressure already, even for my subscribers. It's like, I'm, they're starting to be very vocal about you watch this, watch this, watch this, and I'm like, I want to watch them all. I just the time. It, it's a balance, right? It's like I want to give the subscribers what they're asking, but at the same time, when I look up that movie, there's minimal reactions or no one's really searching it. And so it's tough. It's tough to sort of balance the, oh, let me find that popular movie and try to grow. And I think John S., who hasn't commented tonight, I don't, I don't know if he's listening or not, but I think he had said, look, you know, um, the views will come yeah. um, as long as the content is quality. And I, I, I agree with that. 
but but there is a strategy to it too so that's something that i'm gonna have to figure out um you know how do we get there how do i get to that to that balance oh there's that, john right there that's exactly what that he's out here what's up john yeah hey john how you doing so no i think that i mean those were good those are good um recommendations from john um is you know you keep working at it and you're going to get there but um and i i believe that i believe that in my heart i just it's going to be a tough challenge to figure out okay which movies like october is easy because of scary movies um but you know that's that's um it's just it's just a tough thing uh okay so let's see um big homies question yeah, so but Paul uh, Garcia says, I won't hold it against you, AD brother. All right, so that's <laughs> a, he came right after as we were talking. All right, big homie had a question uh, Q and A. Uh, it says there is PC culture killing the comedy scene or killing entertainment? Um, I mean AD. I mean I I I give my opinion and you tell me what you think. Yeah. I think unfortunately it starts to shape the the type of cutting edge things that you would see like you you're going to have less and less artists who want to push the envelope and push the boundary because they're afraid to lose their 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 situation their their place in life their money making ability uh and you've seen it you know these stars who who get on a roll and make 20 million a movie um you know are caught off mic you know being out of turn and then they lose their endorsements it was so what you're going to find is you know you're going to have these ind- independent people who can you know they'll push but it just forces mainstream stuff to be more vanilla and it forces mainstream entertainment to be very safe and not pushing any types of of, of genres it and that's that's the the fear is everything becomes a marvel movie and so I mean, and money rules everything, which I, you know, I, I, I can agree with that. But at the same time, like you wouldn't get an exorcist today, at least not like a, like exorcist back in the day was, was such a controversial thing. It was such a huge phenomenon that nobody's seen it before. Now, now obviously you got the conjuring, you got saw, you've got the over the top stuff, but you're going to find if those things start to get challenged as, as, uh, you know, as, as unsavory. People won't, you know, th- th- people won't won't back those movies anymore. I mean, that, that's just my opinion on it. I feel like it it's definitely hurting comedy, but I think the people who are gonna be that's the thing. It, like you said, you know, growing up in the '90s, you see these stars and stuff, and they're like super clean. You got like Will Smith, like Tom Cruise, like these uh, Leo DiCaprio, like these guys yep. are super clean in their in their uh, on air personas personalities but we're all humans you know what i mean everybody has that dark humor they have that stuff that they do behind the scenes that they try to like hide from the world and i think and i think about this a lot when i'm building like i said i'm the one that's going to get canceled out of blackout if it happens right i want to be able to say whatever i want but i also want to build a brand that's strong enough to stand on its own so i'm not reliant on you know, future sponsorships or like if I lose a sponsorship because I said something, it's like, oh, well, well, I have a community that understands who I am. They understand I'm not saying it with with bad jest in my heart or like they understand my personality. And I think that's what it's, it's going to come down to at the end of the day. Like cancel culture was very hot like a couple of years ago and it's kind of dying down. This is probably like this this Dave Chappelle thing is like we're always going to see this from now on because people have, like I said earlier, people have that platform to say stuff, but also you know the people who are gonna like big homie um andrew schultz like I, the guy I said earlier he 
his pod, his podcast is called Flagrant too because they want to be the most flagrant people on, you know, on YouTube. They want they want to keep that old what they grew up on alive. You know, what I mean, his comedy is very flagrant. Like he had a joke, and I kind of want to say I don't want to say it here because PC, but um, <laughs> you see, like it kind of like what you're to your point, like kind of hinders you. Like you don't yeah. want to say that controversial topic, especially like platforms like this, like where you want to kind of keep it clean. It's kind of hard to like. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of hard to to be truthfully you and then say what you feel and people not take it out of context, I guess. So, yeah, it definitely hurts it, but we're going to see a, a wave of people who kind of don't give a F about it and they, they still grow because at the end of the day, we're all humans. And when we have these real-life conversations, like my group chat is way worse than anything people are saying online. You know what I mean? And it's like if they've seen what we talk about on group chat, the Twitch stream sounds very P- PG compared to so it's like yeah yeah and, and you know what too it, it it depends on the on the show right depends on the topic this is basically um it's made this is made for this is not a political platform this is not a a controversial platform in terms of what our topics are we we discuss the topics of the day we discuss movies we just fun stuff this is not your place where you're going to come to get your opinion on anything political anything you know at least in we're not that's not our show but yeah. will we get to controversial things yeah tonight i think was one of those nights and so i i just feel and you're right we i keep it pg on purpose um it, now once once and if it ever happens and i have the freedom of making this a more full-time thing um yeah the show may change its direction um because then the 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 fear of backlash is a little bit less in terms of it's now my own content my own thing and that's so, i mean and that's the reality of the, the situation right like yeah the more we grow like the this podcast and the more you grow as a youtuber there's going to be people that like i don't want to put this out there but like what if they attack your job like hey we don't like what this guy's saying and then somehow they find out where you work and like start sending hate mail let's you know what i mean like that's the ramifications of this stuff and like you said, if, if you get to a point where you make this a full-time gig, you don't have to worry about necessarily as much. And that's kind of my point too, like building a brand that they know how we are, who we are as people, what our personality is. And it might not hit us as hard because we're being upfront with who we are at the get. You know what I mean? I think that's that's where content's going to be. It's either going to be like you're going to be very PC about it and, and try to climb the corporate ladder or you're going to build your own lane and do it your own way. Yeah, I don't know for sure. So again, it's it's done purposely on my end for sure. All right, so uh, we got another one: uh, the Titanic, the next movie. <laughs> no, I, I have. Uh, I I will sheepishly say I've seen that movie um, probably ten times, ten He's to twelve cried times. To that movie about nine of them. <laughs> I've I've cried. At, I think almost every time I've watched it, and. Um, the in and and funny that he mentions it. I actually watched um, uh, for for the surround effect. I watched it the other day. <laughs> I watched it. And I had it. I had it. Honestly, I I got it right where they hit the iceberg, and I turned up my surround sound. I was enjoying it, and my my son came out and he's like, "Are you watching Titanic?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "They hit the iceberg." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "All right." 
I'm not watching it. <laughs> Big Llama, when they hit the iceberg, Big Llama's like, glorious purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the boiler room is bro- is, bo- is, uh, is blowing up, the iceberg, the sounds. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, then the tears come after the, you know, Jack, don't ever let go, Jack. Oh, I got to take a deep breath on that one. <laughs> we do have another question in here. Let's see. Uh, Gabe says, AD, what type of gaming do you possibly see yourself making more content of as much as you do with Call of Duty? So I think you mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what's hard for me, right? Because like I go through every week I have a new game where I'm like, oh, this is the game we're going to stream. But then somehow I keep going back to Call of Duty. So when it comes to gaming... I want to expand into like more story based me playing by myself personal style games because I feel like and um when we were playing GTA big homie said this about it he was like dying at like just watching my streams back because I thought I did it with no camera which usually I always have the camera on when I'm gaming but I did that one with no camera we were just like voice acting and like just being the characters and big homie was like it's really funny to see you go through the game because you're dumb as hell and you like you you don't really you're just like making all these dumb comments about things that like they've all played the game a lot before me you know what i mean I, I, this is like kind of me like being the newbie like being in your position when you're playing with us mm-hmm. with them so like i'm like the guy like crouching and stuff and he's like it's just funny seeing you do this and, and play like that so like to me when it comes to gaming i want to get to a point where I'm making like story mode, like playing more games, expanding my horizons. And who knows, I might find a game that captures my attention like Call of Duty, but at this moment, it's like, that's the game that I keep going back to. Like even Pokemon, something I grew up with. It's like, yeah, I can play that on stream and stuff, but I don't get the satisfaction of when I'm like running it with the homies on Warzone and we're getting wins. Like even if we only, like today, we only got two wins the whole day, but we played like literally like 40 games and I had fun every game. And when it comes to content, I kind of want to go lean more towards this style of content, talking and like giving my opinion and honestly getting better at giving my opinion. Cause like today I thought, I think this was a really good show in terms of our conversation back and forth, because it was things we don't necessarily talk about. Yep. And it, it, I kind of get points off that. Like when I'm listening to other podcasts, I'm like, man, I, I wish I could be, and it, I'm nowhere near other podcasters or as good as other podcasters, but I want to be able to like continue to, to give my point of view in a strong way where it's like, audible to the listener and like they can be like oh i see what he's talking about or man he has a good mind i like where he's thinking like i want to get to that level so like i think gaming realistically is just the entry to me making content you know what i mean like i found something i love to do but i i like i like i said with the other stuff too it's like i see the bigger picture of what blackout and what the media side of me can be you know what i mean i i think i want to be on the charlemagne style levels where i'm like giving i heard this this week and this will be the, the end of it. But I heard this this week that if you want to be a good podcast or a good personality, you got to be a part of the cultural conversation on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? Like with something like this Dave Chappelle stuff, if we would have talked about it when it happened and like a soundbite from our thing would have hit and people would have been like, oh, I like what they're saying. And it, it gets attached to that point. Now we're part of the cultural conversation. And that's what... That's what people, that's what blows people up in this podcast world, like being a part of that conversation, getting your thoughts and your ideas into the conversation and people seeing your point of view, like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. So to me, that's, that's the evolution of AD as a, as a personality. No, no, for sure. 
And and again, um, it's a means to get there, right? The, the gaming is one way to get, get things moving. It's something you love to do. Uh, and trust me, it, it's entertaining. But you're right. The, the GTA stuff you do is fun. It's fun to watch uh, for sure and, and things like that. So uh, excellent. And now Gabe is one more. I think we'll, we'll do we'll, – we'll, if there's no more after Gabe here, we're going to wrap up with this question here. Uh, <laughs> fittingly, Llama, what's your favorite part of Titanic? Hmm. Oh, you know, you got to hit the hmm? – that's, mm-hmm. that's from that's from the stream. We were like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, listen. I I the, the movie is so is so much fun to watch. It, it's it's. I mean, again, it's it's a cheesy romantic uh, biopic slash action slash whatever. But I just find it um, thoroughly entertaining from beginning to end. I don't know. I was one of those idiots that in the '90s went and watched it over and over again in the theaters when it came back for re-release i went back to the theater i don't know there was something about the movie now it was a cultural event it it, you know at first i joked at first when it first came i'm like uh spoiler alert the ship goes down like like um like how do you make a three-hour movie out of this and you know and kate winslet is so appealing and so nice on the eyes um but no, but honestly, I I found it to be so much so you know the love story. But I love the 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 part where where it starts getting suspenseful. Like you know what's like oh, and I and I did I did check this out, and this is this is so crazy. This is why it's just like my brain works so funny. I'm watching the movie. The engineer is having a conversation with the boat captain or whatever, and he's like how much time do we have before it goes down? And he says, you've got about an hour, maybe two at the most. So I paused it. So how much time is left in the movie? An hour and 14 minutes left in the movie at that point. So now I'm looking at it. It's a real time breakdown of, of the boat. And so I thought that was, that was genius. And I was just like, Good God, like who thinks of that? Like you give the, the and and I've said this to you, running clock. Suspense is immediate over the running clock. Once I know how much time I've got left, and now that I know there's an hour left in the movie, completely different experience that I'm watching it. I'm now as I'm 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 starting to sort of see the buildup. And now they're they're um you know, Leonardo DiCaprio gets stuck at the bottom of the thing and now they've got to swim through that water. That's suspense right there. Favorite parts right there. Obviously, the controversy at the end, whether that freaking piece of wood that she was floating on was big enough for both of them, it was big enough for both of them. (laughs) Why he was in the water, I don't know. Feminism. (laughs) I mean, I mean, if you you get me fired up, that's it right there. I mean... That the the wood was big enough for both of them. End of discussion. We can have a whole hour long discussion on just that point. And if so anybody Lama says all that, he says all that to say his favorite part is when they crash into the thing. <laughs> he gets to experience the surround sound. That, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's where the hour countdown starts. So yes, like yes, <laughs> they're all gonna die. Oh no, but inevitable doom. But it was it was fun. It was fun to relive it and rewatch it. And uh, yeah, those are my favorite parts. So great questions, Gabe. I know you're trying to trying to get make fun of me a little bit, but hey, I, I, as we've as we've seen on this channel, I I will have no problem making fun of myself 
and giving away all the trade secrets because again that's and that's what I that's how I watch movies man I I I watch and I find what's fascinating about the movie whether it's how it's made whether it's how they did a particular uh, scene or effect and I I I like thoroughly enjoy that stuff you know I just want to find out and I'm sure someone knows the answer like in Scarface one of my favorite movies was he really snorting cocaine I think he was I think I think he was coked up. I, I just the timing would be. Yeah, I mean it's the time that time in history would probably supports your theory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way these guys weren't actually doing it on set. Or I mean, I heard Oliver Stone was a was a, a notorious uh, cocaine addict who was the I think he was the screenplay writer. Um, yeah, he wrote the screenplay for it, but um, I, I would be I would be shocked if if that wasn't the case. Anyway, all right. I think I think we're good, man. I think we've we've hit our uh, our magic bewitching number. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody tonight. Um, everyone in the chat. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad John S was here. Uh, let's see, we had Gabe, we had uh, you know Big Homie, Miss um, Dysfunction stopped by. Miss Dysfunction. We had Jacob. That's yeah. Jacob right there. Oh. We had a brand new Twitch guy who probably just jumped in. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> He's like, hello, dude. Hello. Yeah. I haven't seen you yet, but I'll be back next week. <laughs> John Gillen. Yeah, look, I got to I gotta thank everybody. And, and listen. Photo, uh, Greg. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, Al, thank you all for the stream. Yeah, no, listen, we th- look, we we feel like this show is going to evolve into more of a chat based show. Um, oh look, look! Somebody's got the answer. John, I knew John would have the answer, man. The cocaine was dried milk. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, listen, I don't know. I think I'd rather the cocaine than the dried milk, man. Up my nose. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, there they go. Clip that, and that's going to be my my <laughs> my viral cancellation. The big llama cocaine head. Oh my god! <laughs> this guy does cocaine before the show. <laughs> oh my yeah, my Jesus! But no, thank thank you, John. I see see. I knew somebody knew it because look, that's my that's my all time favorite movie. I I said I'm going to do a retro rewatch of that one, and I could care less how many viewers are going to see that one because that one I've already done a, a movie I'm review. You, frame it as the first time, man. Clickbait them. You're a no, YouTuber no. now. You got to do it. <laughs> well, I had said on one, I was like, um, I said, if you join me for a first time, I'm sorry. I, I've seen this movie before. Because <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I hate being, I hate lying to people. I hate lying to people. Let's see. Uh, Gabe's, thank you, brother. Let's see. Uh, uh, what's this? Kappa? Yeah. What's he's saying you're capping. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're capping. But um, hey, we did our first Q&A. I remember That's right. That's our right. first couple episodes. You put the little thing at the bottom for a Q and A. We never had one, but this was our. We're growing, man. Every week, man. Every week, something new. All right, and hey, listen, uh, everybody who cho- joined in tonight, thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us here on the Big Llama Show. Those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, please make sure you let people know about the Big Llama Show. Uh, once again, you can catch Blackout AD mostly on Twitch. Uh, he's there streaming most times, uh, blackout underscore AD, B-L-K-O-U-T underscore AD. Uh, check him out on Twitch. Uh, I'll have a weekly series, again, first-time movie watches, and um, and we'll have some movie reviews if we have time in there. But, yeah, this channel is always in the cutting edge of the newest stuff for movies, 
talking uh, things of that nature. And I, th- I have one more here. This is uh, AD. They're, they're start shouting out AD in the chat. Yo, that, yo that, before we go, one thing I've noticed, and I think I don't understand how, and I kind of feel bad for like Miss Dysfunction Hercules because I'm the only one that has the ability to put like emotes on Twitch. So I have my AD logo in the emote and everything I do, dumb, funny or something, I just yell ADs in the chat and everybody's starting to gravitate towards that. They all, I go to Miss Dysfunction's thing and she's like, AD, throw ADs in the chat. Hercules like, I broke my legs, throw ADs in the chat. So it's becoming a thing and I'm glad to see it. It came onto the podcast. So hey, ADs in the chat, baby. Oh man, now, now I've got emo- emojis in here. I got llamas in the, the Oh, there we go. There we go. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, catch us next week. Next week is Halloween. So, uh, uh, may, may, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to dress up. I think I'm going to dress up. You, you better have something over there for me. I'm going to do I'm going to get a ghost face mask because they brought him the they brought him the Call of Duty. So, I'm going to to represent my Twitch stream. Got it, got it. We'll have a little something. We'll have a little Halloween episode next week. We will be on next week, Halloween. So tune in. Maybe we'll talk more Halloween movies, and maybe we'll have another Q&A. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. I'm, I'm the Big Llama. He's AD. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace. Good night, guys.